have our good friend Chris Rose on the Body Works Plus guest line as we're talking uh, baseball offseason with him. He is of the Chris Rose Rotation Podcast and also Baseball Today, both with John Boy Media. And Chris joins us on WFNZ. Chris, happy holidays to you, sir. Thank you so much for taking some time today. You got it, guys. How are you? Not too bad. So from the Braves' perspective, losing Dansby Swanson I think was hurtful for a lot of uh, Braves fans, but they kind of understood that the Braves had a certain limit they wanted to get to, and they didn't make it there. What does this ultimately mean for them as they frame the rest of their offseason? Well, it means the most important defensive position on the field is a question mark. And, you know, we can hear all the reports of Grissom working with Ron Washington in the offseason, and really there's nobody better than Wash to work with young infielders. Um, but, you know, Dansby Swanson uh, was an ascending player, you know, not only defensively but offensively. I mean, out of those four big free agent shortstops over the last two years, he had the most home runs out of those four. Um, so, you know, he's really – become a more than just a solid baseball player, which is kind of what I thought he was a couple of years ago. So um, I think they're going to miss him. I, I really do. I think that actually he was more important to Atlanta than he was to other teams. That's the way I saw him. I didn't see him as a true building block for an organization. I saw him as an extremely good baseball player, but I thought in Atlanta, not only because that's where he's from and everything, but he just fit perfectly in Braveland. So I think I think they're going to miss him a bit. It's interesting because I think when we saw the Sean Murphy move get made, that made a lot of Braves fans kind of, you know, raise their eyebrow because they didn't think that they felt that it was a problem with uh, Darno or William Contreras. And they said that there could be still uh, moves made to try and uh, at least balance out that roster after the glut that they have at catcher now with that. But do you feel like that there is a, a Matt Olson-esque move out there to respond to the Swanson move? Or do you just think that there's not enough out there yet for uh, for them to add that that would make them appreciably better like they would have been with Swanson? Well, listen, they know their young players better than anybody else. And, and hard for me to criticize the Braves when it comes to evaluating young talent, right? I mean, they've given guys contracts after basically being up in the big leagues for 24 hours, or at least that's the way it feels. So I do think that, that they probably feel like they're okay with where they are. I understand the Braves fans maybe, maybe not panicking, but being a little bit unsettled in part because, you know, you've got the, the Phillies obviously went all the way to game six of the World Series a year ago and just added a really good player in Trey Turner. And then the Mets, well, you know, I mean, they just throw money at the problem. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, Brave fans are probably sitting here like, okay, so, you know, we're watching our dollars and cents. Sure, we, you know, I think they probably feel like, well, we, we locked up so many of these young guys for, what feels like, for the most part, below market value, right? I mean, Ronald Acuna, I'm just waiting for that to kind of blow up. At some point, he's going to walk into their office and be like, I'm not a $130 million ball player. I'm like $400 million. And But what it's allowed him to do is get some financial flexibility. And if you're not going to make huge moves, you're kind of sitting here scratching your head a little bit. 
Chris Rose of the Chris Rose Rotation, also baseball today from John Boy Media, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest line here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. So I saw both you and Trevor Plouffe talking about this yesterday, about uh, Steve Cohen's mad spending spree. It's almost like uh, he got made angry and turned into the Hulk and became green with envy and then used the green to basically buy up the entire rest of uh, baseball's high-priced free agents. They get Justin Verlander. They get Carlos Correa in a surprise move. Uh, but there's a lot of ownership out there, whether it's anonymously or speaking on record, that say he's, quote, ruining baseball for the rest of the owners. And even some talks about there was almost some silent collusion, if you will, when it comes to the way that that works. What do you feel about what they've done from a rest of baseball standpoint? And, of course, do you feel like they've spent wisely? Well, have they spent wisely? I mean, we'll... We're not going to know, but I mean, would, would I like to have Justin Verlander and Carlos Correa on the same team uh, as Frankie Lindor and make sure I bring back Brandon Nimmo and Edwin Diaz? Yes, I would like to do that. And if I were a fan of the Mets, you, you have nothing to apologize for. I mean, think about why we're criticizing Steve Cohen. We're criticizing him because he's trying to be the best. In this sport in particular, I don't know if it's going to work out. I mean, we saw the Mets lose in a home series against the Padres. We saw the Cardinals not even win a home game against the Phillies. Two teams that you would say the favorites were better than uh, based on what transpired during the regular season. So this doesn't guarantee a thing. But it guarantees that you're giving yourself the best chance, right? I mean, don't we think that the Mets are better right now than they were before they had Carlos Correa? Mm Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree with that? Absolutely, I would. As, right. as, 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 so, somebody, as somebody who flies the blue and orange flag, I'm, uh, I'm geeked, if you will. Yeah, and you should be. And so there's 29 other ownership groups that are upset with Stephen Cohen because he's embarrassing them, right? What's the one thing that when the players and owners have battled in recent years that you always heard? The owners would never show their books. Well, now fans are going to be like, well, hold on a second here. We hear your net worth is X amount of dollars. Why aren't you spending that? I mean, it's going to force their hand to start to answer questions. Not that they ever will, because none of these guys ever get in front of a microphone for the most part. You know, they don't have, you know, a town hall meeting with their fan bases. And if so, I would ask, hey, Steve Cohen's spent it. And if the answer is, hey, listen, Steve Cohen's worth $17.5 billion, I'm not. That's a perfectly suitable answer. But there are some people who are certainly in between who could make drastic improvements. I'm not saying every team's franchise uh, has to spend um, payroll-wise and tax-wise half a billion dollars a year because that's, that's a huge number. But when his tax is higher than 10 teams' payroll, there's something wrong. Talking with Chris Rose from John Boy Media here on the Body Works Plus guest line on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Chris, who do you feel like of the teams that probably wasn't a contender improved their position the most as we are kind of at the midterm point of the baseball offseason? I, I wouldn't go as far as non-contender to contender because I just I haven't seen that out of teams. Um you know, I thought the White Sox made a solid signing in Andrew Benintendi, but for me, a lot of their question marks have to do with the guys that are already there mm-hmm. and in terms of health. So you want to, you know, you look at them and you say, okay. But, you know, I, I love what the Padres have done. I love it that they've stepped on the accelerator. Uh, and that was, you know, so to me, that was a contending team that has continued to upgrade. 
Um, I think the Giants have been most fascinating where they whiffed on Judge and then obviously had the fallout with Correa, and now they're they're buying up pieces that are have been solid, steady players, but it doesn't feel like they're maybe any better than a 500 team right now anyway. Um, you know, you could say the Rangers, you know, I'll be honest, it, it wouldn't shock me if the Rangers try to make one or two more huge moves because they do have deep pockets. And, um, you know, they've already spent a half billion dollars on their infield and 200 million on a guy who only pitches half the year. So if they say, well, let's go for it, I don't know if that would be enough to get them into the wild card chase. To me, they're too far back in Houston anyway in that division. But, you know, I kind of dig what they've done. Uh, lastly, I, I know that uh, also uh, being with NFL Network, Chris, uh, you will be uh, having your eyes peeled on all the action in Week 16. I saw the video with you and D'Angelo Hall where he says he's rocking the Lions, and uh, lo and behold, the Lions are here this week to take on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, is this a situation where uh, this team is too hot, the Panthers have no chance, or do you feel like there's a resurgence coming for Carolina this weekend after what happened against Pittsburgh? Yeah, I was disappointed for the Panthers fans in that one, uh, you know, you're, you're coming in and you've got a backup quarterback who hasn't been really good. And, you know, I mean, the Panthers, they still have life after what happened to the, to the Bucks last week. Um, and here they are. I mean, they, they get three more wins and the Panthers are division champs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel great because I think Sam Darnold's going to have to make a few more plays, just a few, but, it, but a few, uh, and they're going to have to keep pace with the Lions. Dare I even ask, what's the weather situation down there? It's only going to be cold, a little bit of wind. They say maybe 10, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds, but uh, just bitter cold outside of that. No pre- no precip, thankfully. But what's what's bitter cold there? Uh, in the 30s, in the 20s. I think 26, okay, is the, 26 is the game time temperature. Yeah, that's cold for down there. It's mm. really cold. Um, but as long as it's clear, then Jared Goff should be okay. And, you know, they have played – the thing is, the Lions defense stinks. It does. So, if, if the Panthers can get that running game going, that was the big misstep last week. They mm-hmm. couldn't they couldn't get out of neutral against the Steelers. And, you know, the Steelers' defense is significantly better, in my opinion, than the Lions. So, I think they can keep it close, and we'll see. Maybe they get a weird turnover or something. But, you know, I'd like to see Carolina get in this thing. I'm trying to I'm, – I'm actually doing game day morning because Rich and the crew are calling the Steelers – uh, Raiders game on our air tomorrow night, mm. and so I get to pick games. So I'm, I think that's the one where everybody's going to be on the Lions, and I'm looking for a reason to pick the Panthers. So can you give it to me? Uh, the only thing that I have that is a negative or that would maybe tick you away from that is that I just don't know what the avenue is if they can't run the football. That's the only thing I will say is that it, it has to be their kind of game, their kind of way, and if they lose one corner – uh, they, they don't have the requisite depth behind, you know, a guy like C.J. Henderson. If he goes down like he did last week with an ankle, uh, Keith Taylor was beaten like a, a Sousa drum last week by uh, by Mitch Trubisky and Deontay Johnson. I'm not saying that that their receivers are what uh, what the Steelers are, but but th- those things were eye opening and glaring. So I, I don't know if that's a vote of confidence, but if the Panthers can play their game, I think they can win. It's just a matter of that's a big big if. Yeah. So I asked you for something for a reason to. Hey, help me pick the Panthers. I know you just gave me about five. Why I shouldn't? I'm, that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. Stay away. Stay away. Stay very, very far away. 
I wanted to be different. I wanted to be the guy who was different. Like everybody loves the Honolulu Blue. They love Dan Campbell. You know, guys doing push-ups on the sidelines. I'll give you a reason. Sam Donald is different with a beard. He's different with a beard. Okay, well, you know what? I'm growing out a beard, too, so we could be beard buddies. And I cannot believe I'm going to say I'm picking the Panthers because Sam Darnold has a beard. That's like, good. That's where my analysis has come down to. <laughs> and and the fact that I don't think their offensive line is going to have the same kind of game they had last week. I think because I think that Pittsburgh is a much more physical defensive line than I think uh, the Detroit is. Detroit's more finesse. They do have Aiden Hudson, who is is a big spark in the backfield. But I I think the offensive line can't have uh, a back to back performance uh, like they had uh, this past week against Pittsburgh. So I, I I like them better in that facet. It's still. You're still not helping me. I know. This is not going to hold up in a court of law. I know. I'm just telling you. I appreciate it. Chris Rose of the Chris Rose Rotation Baseball Today, John Boy Media, and NFL Network will be on game day morning tomorrow. Appreciate the time, Chris. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Happy holidays.